It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. As the offseason rolls along, it's time to consider what the biggest remaining questions are for each team. We're focusing on the NFC today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's Guys, being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Yes. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm yes. Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's yes. Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. Yes. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the NFL on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joseph, I am thinking that was... Was that last year's draft cap that you're wearing today? Yeah, I got to get the last few opportunities out of the way because my new one arrives tomorrow. Imagine having a draft cap that you would actually wear in public. Must be nice. Well, I, I you've already told me that you don't like this hat. Like, you didn't like last year's draft hats. I like... There was potential with that design, but when your team constantly uses the wrong combination of color wheel, it, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Are you in on this year? I think this year is no. phenomenal. I think it's one of the best hats no. they've put out. What? I would never wear that hat. What? Sorry. Like, I haven't had a, a, a wearable draft hat in a long time. I actually mm. think some, somewhere in this room, I have the last draft hat that I had from, like, five years ago. It's been a very long time. Well, when you have hair like you, you're not – really looking for something to an enhance your head. Right. And for me, not really a good hair situation. So I'm always looking for a new hat to hide what's going on up top. The year 2023. And we're talking about Kyle having feasible and, and wanting wow. to show hair. What a, the glow what a time to be alive. The glow up is uh, the haters are furious. So let's, uh, let's get into the NFC. <laughs> uh, the first wave of free agency is generally perceived to be over. You know, a lot of the big money spending has happened. A lot of the dust has settled. Uh, players that are generally still out there, you probably get the sense they're trying to feel out how they can maximize their markets. Teams maybe not wanting to overcommit versus uh, having the opportunity with the draft coming up to make other additional investments into their roster. So kind of in a holding pattern, which makes now a great time to go through the conferences we on Monday did the AFC and then the Lamar Jackson stuff flared up. So we pushed the NFC to today and now we're going to do it here. And now starting with the NFC East is our plan, Joe. All right. Do you want to go first? So um, we... I'll go first and I'll, I'll say this and I know that you, we're going to start with the commanders and You've already made this acknowledgement in the pre-show, but shout out to the NFC East for being like the one division that's full of rosters that have meaningful or reasonable NFL talent to just about every position group across all four teams. 
because we got some goofy position groups that we're going to mm-hmm. be going through here in the next 30 minutes. Good like way to really play. goofy. These guys are the best you have kinds of observations when going through these rosters. Like we already had free agency. There's guys that were available to be signed to help you here. You didn't have to be here. But right. You, we didn't have, you, you, you chose to be here. And we're, we're going to get into them, but we're going to start with the commanders. And don't, don't get mad at me, Joe. But when I look at this roster, the number one thing that stands out that needs to be addressed is the tight end position in my mind. I look at Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner, Amari Rogers, and I understand Bates, Turner, and Rogers were added in the last 24 months to the roster. They're not answers long-term, so let's not pretend like we are, and we know who Logan Thomas is at this point, a former quarterback who's playing tight end. So why don't we get a tight end who's playing tight end and actually add an element to Eric Bieniemy's offense that is going to continue to make this more challenging to defend. Why, why were you apologizing to me? Was it the Logan Thomas piece of it? No. Just, okay. I didn't know if the, that was going to be an inflammatory take to you or not. I know no. for some it is, but. No, I don't have any problems with that. I think it's a good observation on something that Washington needs, especially as they enter an interesting transition with their offense, obviously with Eric Bieniemy, who's used to having Travis Kelsey. Uh, Sam Howell, your starting quarterback, some new pieces on the O-line. There's a lot to, to work together there. I think yeah. the tight end would absolutely help. Uh, I'll give you a different answer, though. I think this team really needs to figure something out at corner. Very and goofy. with corner, you have Kendall Fuller and, and Benjamin St. Just as your projected outside guys, T- Danny Johnson as your slot player. I, I think whether it's an outside guy or an inside guy, if you get an outside guy, you can move Kendall Fuller to the slot, and I think that might be a better spot for him anyways. Or you can just get another slot player. But I think as a team that's going to run base nickel, you need to upgrade what you have there at either slot or outside corner with Kendall Fuller being your pivot player if you need it. No love for potentially Percy Butner, Butler developing as a third safety to take some of that? You and I need to have a conversation about Percy Butler. Mm-hmm. No, not about Percy Butler, but <laughs> safeties you ha- versus corners. You have, yeah, you have a, a bigger appetite for big nickel. Yes, yeah, than I do. Don't you technically play big nickel? Do I don't know. Are you saying the Bills, Taron yes. Johnson? I, I mean, yeah, he's technically is he. You look at him as a big nickel a corner, right? I look at him as a regular slot corner. Okay. I don't know. I like the idea of having both in tomato, the bills, maybe tomato, tomato, that, chocolate, chocolate. No, eighty percent of the people, eighty percent of the people have spoken. You are outrageous with your criticism chocolate. towards the way I say chocolate, Cho- chocolate, 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 yeah. chocolate. So, did you think I was saying it the the top one? I don't. I still don't know what I say. I think I. I think I say chocolate. Okay. What do I say? We're not gonna we're not gonna do a chocolate bit again. We did we've done one team. We're seven minutes in. We gotta Let's go. go. Giants. <laughs> the Big New York Giants. I wanted to say linebacker, but I watched the film of that offense, and that interior offensive line needs help. So I, I understand you drafted it as you do in the third round last year, and Mark Lewinsky's been a, a feasible NFL player in the past, but if if you're gonna make Daniel Jones work, you have to 
for what you've invested to pay him, you damn well better put some money on that side of the football. You damn well better put more draft resources on that side of the football. So I got IOL as the top need remaining for the Giants. Yeah, no question. That's what I have down as well. Looking at this offensive line, I know that we're all optimistic for Evan Neal and his, you know, his growth as a player, but there's one starter on this offensive line that I actually feel good about. Now it's Andrew Thomas, who's developed into one of the better offensive linemen in the game, but I got four spots that I am really uneasy about. And I, I don't know how they're going to be able to do it to, to really find the upgrades necessary, but they got to start somewhere and, and get some, get some talent here in the middle of that offensive line. Okay, so we have the Dallas Cowboys next. Uh, Eagles, but... Eagles, okay. So I just went out of order when I I collected them. Oh, that's why I skipped them all together. I have my notes here, and then I also have the the R-Lads up for notes as we're working our way through. And I didn't put Philly in because I know them very well, so I didn't have to look at their R-Lads to make sure I was not forgetting anything obvious. He's a linebacker, right? Maybe. N'Kobe Dean... How many snaps did he take last year? I think like 10. Okay, so 10 snaps there. How, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Nicholas Moreau right now? <laughs> it's, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I hear you. Go how ahead. About Sean, how about Sean Bradley? Christian Ellis? Davion Taylor? That's the linebacker room. That's it. So, yes, you can address other areas on this roster, but you can't tell me it's a bigger need for the Eagles than what they have available to play linebacker. To give something different, I'll bring up safety. Losing Marcus Epps and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Reed Blankenship disrespect will not be tolerated on right. this show. Re- we even have Middle Tennessee State brand colors here on the video feed. We're and Terrell Edmonds, it. those are your safeties. Uh, I, I don't love that. <laughs> Justin looking, Evans, Kayvon Wallace, come on, man. <laughs> right. And, and I'd say running back is also, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, if he stays healthy, Rashad which is Penny a massive Slander if. will not be tolerated on this podcast you guys heard all the time man so the eagles got some stuff to work on here as the reigning <laughs> nfc champions linebacker final answer uh the dallas cowboys i have two written down i feel like we feel good enough about jake ferguson as a complimentary player that i'm not inclined to put tight end down but it was on my short list we still got to do more with this interior defensive line, right? And I'm sitting here yeah, looking at yeah. Neville Gallimore and Oso Digizua and Chauncey Golston and Quentin Bohanna. These are the guys that are credited as being your top interior defensive linemen and technically the only ones on the roster unless you got find some positional versatility with somebody else that you don't have right now because I'm looking at what your offseason roster looks like. And yeah, you did the thing where you spent three third-round picks and a two-year stretch on these guys, but I don't know. I, I just feel like that's been... And Odigizua has been a promising splash player. But they went after the kid John Ridgway from Arkansas last year, and he was off the roster by, like, October. Getting a player like that on this roster I think would really help, and I... I you don't want to just assume a sixth round pick and Quentin Bohanna, who's that big body type, is going to be it. Joe has written down slightly off center in, in my camera. Needs to go more to there. You go, Mozzie Smith. No matter what. Come on, that's got to be the pick for Dallas. That'd man. be an ex. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, outstanding pick for Dallas. And, and the end of the first round. Yeah, pick 26 is where, where well, they're at. So why don't they trade back to 51 and draft him 51 so Miami can get Darnell Washington? Mm, well, that, that's funny because the other thing that I 
I had interdefensive line tight end written down. So yeah, Jake Ferguson. That I, that's the two that I had too. And for Dallas, I think picking at 26 is great for either, right? I think they yes. could be in good position to get one of those tight ends, Michael Mayer or, or Darnell Washington, Mozzie Smith, certainly a possibility there as well. So I think the, the needs line up with where I think good value will be for Dallas at pick 26. So we see that very similarly. Folks, we got a lot more to talk about here. The NFC North and all the the rest of the divisions are coming up. But first, I need to tell you about FanDuel. The NCAA tournament, of course, is heating up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think we've reached our first unserious position group for an NFL roster. I hope we got the, the same thing. The Chicago, brother, the Chicago Bears. I have some notes here. Is it my turn to go first? It is your turn to go first. Okay. So yeah, I'll I just wanted to get us out of the, the fan yeah. duel, so go ahead and... Yeah. Get on your soapbox here, but please tell me that we're on the same page because I looked well, at one specific position group for this team, and I said, what are we doing? Yeah, I have Bears. Looking at my notes, I'll give them to you verbatim. Bears, D-line, four backups as starters. Travis Gibson, Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, Dom Robinson. Those are four backups. you got to find some impact here with this defensive line, especially with what you've invested in your linebackers and TJ Edwards and, and Tremaine Edmonds big dollar guys on the second level. You need to give them a chance to be able to play with some better talent up in front of them. Yeah. I had specifically the edge group is just unserious. <laughs> Travis Gibson, Dom Robinson, who I understand was a promising rookie last year. And that's great. But fifth round rookie, Demarcus Walker, Tara Lewis and Jerry green. Can't do it. Shout out by the way to, uh, Virginia Cavaliers legend Andrew Brown. Yeah, sticking around. I I noticed that studying that this morning. Like, hey, he's still there. there. You know who else I saw in a depth chart recently was Rennell Wren. Remember out of Arizona State? That guy's still still out there. Still out there. Still out there, man. Still trying to make it work. Man, good for him. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so next is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I have for the Packers. I have pass catchers, man. Like Jordan Love, finally. Finally, he's going to get his chance to be the team's quarterback. And he's rolling out there with Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Samari Torre as your top three receivers, and Josiah Doguara at tight end. I know there's some promising young talent there, but can we give Jordan Love a real chance here and and give him some more to work with in this receiver core slash tight end situation? This team's going to pound the rock. 
The two backs that they have, big bodies up front, cold weather team, these wide receivers are going to run the ball and take shots. I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I would say tight end is the most. The Gora, Tyler Davis, Nick Gugamos, and Austin Allen. In a perfect world, based off what we've seen from Josiah DeGora thus far in his NFL career, he is a tight end blank in the NFL. To me, he's he's a... Three and a half. Right. Special teams, move him around a little bit, but as your primary player? Not even as your two. Right. It's an unserious group. The trend continues. All right, we are on the Detroit Lions. We got a little better situation here. Um, but I think for the, the Lions, I'd like to see an interior defensive line upgrade here. Someone to play next to Aleem McNeil, who's look, looking like a nice young player out of NC State. But um, Levi on Wuzuriki has just not really developed. He's been inconsistent. There's been injuries. And so I just don't think you can count on him. I know John Kamiski's a nice player, but you like him a little bit more as a five uh, so another true interior presence alongside Elaine McNeil, I think, is probably where they can make the greatest impact with an upgrade. I made the election not to write tight end down again, but I very easily could have because Brock Wright, Shane Zilstra, James Mitchell, and Derek Deese are your top tight ends. In a perfect world, Brock Wright is a tight end blank in the NFL. Two. I, I kind of like Brock Wright. You do like Brock? Yeah, like as a depth player. Yeah, but not as a starter. I would agree. He's not a starting caliber tight okay. end. Okay. I wrote down edge. I know I know you drafted Pascal. I know you re you brought back Kaminsky, who's still a little bit more of a hybrid type player. I don't think he's a true edge guy. But okay, and I'll I'll even give Pascal the benefit of the doubt of putting him in the same bucket as Kaminsky. Kind of a hybrid defensive lineman type. How many true outside pass rushers do you have on this roster? James Houston, I think he had 47 sacks Joe. last year on 50 plays. Right, and he played 50 plays. It's he not sustained. Ian Hutchinson? He played 120 snaps. Hutchinson, total. Houston, Pascal? Listen Aquara? to yourself. Listen to yourself. That's not terrible. It's a testament to what the rest of this roster has become in a very short amount of time. But I'm thinking about Detroit's trying to win this damn division. And they can win this division. So what do you need to do that? Not, I mean, oh, we got a black hole at tight end. Y'all are trying to win playoff games this year. And how do you do that? You need more. I, my, my, hundred and, my three paperclip sample size of James Houston is not enough for me to say, yeah, we're, we're good. I'm sorry. But, but it's not just James Houston. It's Pascal. It's Pascal's a, a hybrid. I, he's, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt of being an inside-outside hybrid defensive lineman. True outside pass rush threats. I'm surprised you mentioned Charles Harris, too, who had like six sacks. Yeah, he's really come, come yeah, alive. Yeah, he's really him. lived up to that 22nd <laughs> overall pick. Hey, it just took a little time. A lot of time. they got bodies. They've got bodies. What a high bar to clear. They got bodies. I'm sorry. Give me another pass rusher on this roster ASAP. All right, Minnesota Vikings, I have cornerback. I like Andrew Booth. I like uh, Caleb Evans. I don't like that as my starting outside uh, cornerbacks right now. Uh, both guys young, entering year two, if I'm not mistaken, for both players. Byron Murphy's a nice addition probably as a, a slot guy, but um, I'd like to have uh, 
something else there in addition to Booth and Evans at outside cornerback. This is the upset of the century. You didn't write defensive tackle down? Well, it's this Flores defense, right? Like, Yes. Don't, they, it's like gap control. Yes. So, like, I kind of – I surveyed their personnel, and it's like – Harrison Phillips, Kyrus Tonga, James – James Lynn's going to be a nightmare in this system with, with the lack of length that he has. Jonathan Buller. Lowry? I don't know. To me, it's about just have some guys there, and then you have these Daniel Hunters, Adarius Smith – Marcus Davenport, DJ Wanham, just kind of slashers to go with it. Like I, Zadarius Smith's going to be a monster in this scheme. He's going to feast. I hope the Neil Hunter's healthy, and they signed Marcus Davenport on the one-year deal. So they got some they got some options on the outside, but I'm looking at the guys on the inside. D- Dean Lowry did take a step back this year for Green Bay, pretty significant step back. So I looked at what you had as your interior three when you're going to run your your traditional three or three-man front, odd front, five on the line of scrimmage. That group ain't doing it for me. But I do agree with you, especially with the, the in, in the spirit of who is calling the defense, uh, it's going to be a bumpy ride for these outside corners right now. <laughs> oh, by the way, like it's Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne at receiver. Uh, I mean, I know Blake Prohl's there. I would hate to overlook him, but... They got Hawk and Josh Oliver. I, I think another receiver's certainly... Is necessary. Right, right. Yes, I would agree with you. They'll, they'll be busy with their first couple picks. They're going to have to get... <laughs> they ideally need an impact player on all three of the spots that we just mentioned. Right, and it's like... To live up can, to what they did last year. Can we really talk about a quarterback succeeding Kirk Cousins on day two? Like, are they really the Hendon Hooker team? With those needs? No, I don't think I don't, know. I don't think they yeah. are. It's a good call. All right, let's get a couple of AFC or excuse me, NFC South teams uh-huh. in here. Uh-huh. And the Carolina Panthers will start with from the division. And I think the answer here is quite clear. It's picking the right quarterback. And I know that that's a very CJ Stroud. Right. It's a very obvious thing that they have to figure out, but they trade up to the number one pick. And for as excited as I'm sure there are people for C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, right? We have four quarterbacks that we think for sure are going to go in the first round. Let's have a cold dose of reality here. They're not all going to be good NFL starting quarterbacks. They're, they're not, right? Some of them are really not going to be good players. Go back to 2018, and, and there was this, well, is this 1983 reincarnate? Well, five years later, those quarterbacks were Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen. Got two and good ones. You have two good ones. That's what you have. Three of them are not good enough to be starters. And that's probably going to be true. There might only be one or two of these that are going to be good players. And for Carolina, they can't miss on this pick. They cannot miss on this pick. And so to me, I know we could talk about some of the areas of the roster that can can use some help, but it really their biggest thing they got to figure out is this quarterback and picking the right one and they have their their choice of the litter. No further questions, your honor. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, to me, it's it's offensive tackle. This is also lost. an unserious group. Donovan Smith no longer part of the mix. Brandon Walton, your starter? Can't we can't do that, right? We can't. That's not going to give yourself a chance on offense, especially when you're going to play some younger guards. Luke Kadecki probably the starter next to that player. You you gotta you gotta find a left tackle here. 
So you got Baker Mayfield, a quarterback, playing behind an offensive line currently of Brandon Walton, Luke Gudecki, Ryan Jensen, Nick Leverett, and Tristan Wirfs. You got two starters. And some some hopeful guards you, and you nothing have left tackle. Two starting caliber players. Good starters. Jensen and Wirfs are good starters. Uh, Wirfs is an elite football player, and Ryan Jensen is probably one of the what five best centers in football. Yeah. So you've got pillars. You've got two pillars. But everything else up front, Gadecki struggled last year. I know the, the coaching staff has liked Nick Leverett. That's fine. Oh, by the way, scheme change, right? Dave Canales coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, the left tackle, the the other five tackles on the roster between Walton, Skewell, Dylan Cook, Grant Hermans, and Michael Neese is just... You could take probably every one of those five players and try to put them. How many NFL teams could you try to put them on the roster and they would not make the roster? No, not many. Yeah. They don't have a lot of chances out there. So it's pretty incredible that that's five out of six of your offensive tackles. And heaven forbid if something were to happen to Tristan Wirfs. Right. Tackle, period. Falcons, Saints, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals. We're talking about those teams right after a quick break. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, Joe, we are finishing the second half of the AFC South. We're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. I believe it is my turn to go, if that's correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I like a lot. I should probably start with this. I like a lot of what the Falcons have done this offseason. Agreeing to terms this morning with Calais Campbell yep. to be added to that line. It Listen to this, dude. Grady Jarrett, David Ayemeta, Calais Campbell. The Falcons, for the yep. first time in a generation, do not have Grady Jarrett on an island all by himself with talent on the defensive front. Even a more unlikely upset than us talking at the beginning of this show in 2023 about me having good hair. Incredible <laughs> upset. Bravo. Well done. And I, I'm hoping Eddie Goldman can bounce back too. So once upon a time, not that long ago, he's a very good player. I wanted to put quarterback because third round pick and Ritter and they signed Heineke. So I get it. This is wide receiver. I get this is an offense that's going to run the ball. And I know you signed Mac Hollins, who kind of absorbed the wide receiver two role last year for the Raiders and was effective the year prior in a complimentary role for the Dolphins. But he's your wide receiver two behind Drake London. And then you got Scotty Miller, Frank Darby, Jared Bernhardt, Josh Ali, and Rashawn Henry. Let's get let's get some some bodies here. Let's let's beef this up a little bit. Even if they're not high volume players. Let's give ourselves a stronger wide receiver room because you are one injury away uh, from really having 
some limitations on the outside. I hear you. I, I I would think a lot about Kyle Pitts playing as a true receiver and Jonu Smith as your tight end, which maybe looks a little better, but they definitely need some help there. Um, I actually have edge rusher written down. Um, the Falcons have 39 sacks over the past two seasons. The next worst in the yeah. NFL is the Raiders with 62. Okay, I mean, this is this has just been an awful situation in terms of, of edge rusher. Um, and so I know they got some young players in D'Angelo Malone and Arnold Evacetti, who they took day two last year. You're looking for them to grow. You've got Lorenzo Carter. Um, but to me, Atlanta, with their very high draft pick, getting one of these edge rushers that have top-tier traits that are, are top-10 worthy, I think would really put this – front together in a way that we haven't seen they've already made strides let's get this edge piece figured out how is this any different than what i said with detroit wait wait are you serious got calais campbell calais campbell's a more of a down lineman like he's not going to win off the edge wait who is who is good Hutchinson, Houston, Aquara, Harris. You can stop at Hutchinson. Pascal? Which is generally the point that I was making. I'm where, not where, saying is that best, I'm, I'm, where does Lorenzo Carter fit into that? He's like the third guy in Detroit. Behind who? Hutchinson and... Behind who else? Pick one. Pick one. I think you can make a case for a number of players. Mm, no, I, I would say Hutchinson's the best, comfortably the best, by far the best. But... I think the gaggle amongst the rest of the guys is all very comparable. Okay. Would you rather have James Houston or Arnold Evacati? It's a good question. Oh, no, it's not. It's Evacati. Oh, I don't know, man. James it Houston is. looked so good last year. It's, so sure. good. Yeah, on the, the... He's got way more moves. Way more moves than Arnold Evacati. Okay. Let's go. Talk about the Saints. Next, and the New Orleans Saints uh, are another team that I think you you can point to the edge group and feel as though there's an upgrade opportunity. Now, they signed Tano Passigno. They have Carl Granderson. They have a former first round pick and Peyton Turner, all to complement your aging star in Cameron Jordan. But I look at the the starters across the board in New Orleans. And they look pretty darn good. And the one that stands out to me is an upgrade opportunity. And I and understand he's developed into a very nice NFL player is Carl Granderson. I think that edge group is the the uh, biggest position group for an upgrade opportunity for the Saints. I think it's a good answer. I'm going to go with the interior uh, where Colin Saunders and Nathan Shepard are. Your Colin Saunders or Nathan Shepard will be. I like both of those players as my third defensive tackle. But these are your DT1 and DT2. Saunders is ready for a jump. Getting out of Casey. He's ready for a jump. He got he got a deal, too. What, three years, 12 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they, they paid him a pretty good amount of money. I'm hopeful for those guys, but they're not stopping me from trying to upgrade here. And you don't really have much depth. I mean, Prince Amelia, who's been on the Bills practice squad for the last two years. Yeah. And Malcolm Roach. They don't, I would, have, depth. They don't have depth anywhere, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So. Quarterback. They got depth at quarterback. That's it. Right. Oddly, that's where they – and, of course, Taysom Hill is on the roster. Oh, yeah. They QB3. Yeah. 
Well, they get to have their running back now that they got Jamal Williams, too. Is Jamal Williams your favorite NFL player that's not a Buffalo Bill? Man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I don't DK. I still love DK Metcalf. I love DK, too. Speaking of the Seattle Seahawks, we're getting ready to go oh. to the NFC West here to finish Cam this Hayward? up. Cam Hayward? I don't know. What do you have for the... Uh, let's do the LA Rams. I was going to ask, what do you have? But I'm starting. Forgive me for forgive me for taking the low hanging fruit, but I wrote down everything. Wish you could see my notes because mine says everything. <laughs> Does it really? It says everything. <laughs> is anything is, solid on what this is roster? Hap- what is happening? There is nothing solid on that. The best thing they have going is wide receiver, right? No. In relative in relation. To okay, you you have a roster. player. It's just like Aaron Donald. Like you have you have Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. Like Van Jefferson, I don't, I don't know. I, for their roster, I thought it was like the best thing they had was wide receiver. That's probably accurate. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not praising it, dude. This it's still bad. This is unbelievable to filter through. If you're listening, just take a minute and, and understand. We understand that the Rams won the Super Bowl and that was the objective, and like you did the thing. It's great, and then you. Went for it for another year. We weren't sure if McVeigh was going to retire, and we weren't sure if Donald was going to retire, and they all came back, and you said, oh, yeah, let's spend a bunch more money, and you spend it on all the wrong players. And Bobby Wagner's gone after a year. Allen Robinson probably would be gone if you had any feasible chance to get rid of his contract, but it's too limiting. There was, like, Matthew Stafford retirement questions, Matthew Stafford trade rumors. Jalen Ramsey's been dealt for a bag of peanuts. The post-mortem here is pretty incredible to sit here and look at. What do you think this team's record is? What's sad is this isn't even the worst roster in the West. No, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) The worst roster in the league is we'll get there. So I have everything down for the Rams. Okay, I have everything, and so here's where here's where I'll laser in on Draft something. When you need everything, the most important thing to me becomes the trenches, and I think the O line has more redeeming players than the D line. So I think D line. But my God, you, you could make okay. a case for anything. that's fair. So your redeeming players on the O line were acknowledging Havenstein, Brian Allen, Bru- Brian Allen, Bruss is a third round pick. This past year had some nice college tape. What are we doing with Joe Noteboom? They gave yeah, him they paid three, him. They gave him like three for forty. I think yeah, is what they paid him. Paying him. He was an and he he was promising until he got paid. Yeah. Well, and I, Tremaine Ingram, Coleman, Shelton—they've played. I just thought there was Who more else did they had. They had they had somebody else that uh, every week I looked and he was in the starting five. I'm like, dude, this is this is like a not an NFL roster caliber player. And I understand they they got walloped by injuries last year, so I get it. But it's I bad. mean, it's Aaron Donald and this is the it's Jonah Williams, Marquise Copeland. What what keep, is keep this going, deal? Keep going. Hey, how about Laryl Murchison? <laughs> right. Another one of the Titans' recent draft picks that they cut. Uh, Why? Why? <laughs> Take shots at the Titans like that. 
because I've never seen it. We're gonna we're gonna do a John Robinson episode at okay. some at some point. Okay, and the whiffs are just unreal, and how quickly they cut draft picks. Insane. How about Isaiah Wilson? Right, that's not even like it's not even the worst one. That's not even the headliner of the conversation. They, they got some. They got this. They got a set, conditional seven for it when they traded. Unreal. Him, so. Yeah, I'm sure the conditions weren't met. We made they, he was on the they, team for three uh, days. He didn't show sure. up for his physical. Right. Yeah. There yeah. you go. That's your Dre Archer. Is your is <laughs> Isaiah Wilson? <laughs> all right. Let's let's get all the rails here. We got three three teams to go. Yes. San Francisco 49ers next. Mm-hmm. I'm interested what direction you went here. I chose to go corner did you go corner i didn't but it's it's a fine answer like chavarius ward's a good player you got miles hartsfield in from carolina's uh, a new addition lenore ambry thomas these are young players i think they were both a part of the 21 class but if you have an opportunity and they 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 won't because they don't pick in the top 100 well they might with the depth of this corner class if you had the chance to swing a bat, swing the bat again, corner would be a, a group that I would really be a fan of seeing the 49ers go after to you know, give more fortifications to the back end, specifically on the outside. Yeah, I thought about corner, settled on right tackle. Um, McGlinchey leaves, and right now you're penciling in Colton McKivich to play next to Spencer Burford on the right side of your offensive line. Yeah. With quarterback concerns, right, like, uh, didn't they come out of the league meetings and say there's like a possibility Sam Darnold's the week one starter here for this team? Yeah, they, I think they said six six to six to eight months, I think, for for Purdy. Right. And, and obviously Trey Lance has his own recovery that he's he's going through, so it's tough. You're going to lean on McCaffrey. I don't know. I, I I'd want to make sure that right side was better, especially at right tackle. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I have wide receiver three. Man, that was my that was my alternate pick. Um, they got studs on the outside. Metcalf, Lockett. Um, really like the infrastructure and what they've built up. I, I like what they've brought back on this defense, bringing Bobby Wagner back, getting Jamal Adams back healthy. Uh, they have Ryan Neal back as an RFA as well. Uh, adding Draymond Jones to the defensive front bringing Jerron Reed back. I mean, they, they've done a really nice job, I think, on the defensive line to address the pressing issues. And they have a lot of young players on the, de- on the offensive line. They got Geno Smith locked back in. Kenneth Walker was a rookie last year. So that D. Eskridge spot looms as something that I think can unlock a lot more for that Seattle offense. Yeah, I had, I had wide receiver three written down for consideration. Um <clears throat> even center is a potential spot with Evan Brown coming on a low cost one year deal from Detroit Been yep. a flashy player, but you know, don't exactly know what you have there. I, but to me, it's interior defensive line. I, I like Jerron Reed coming back, but after him, it's Brian Moan and Gerard Hewitt. Moan's That's all nice you have player. I know nice you player. like him, but like that you need, you need more here. You need some yeah. players that, you need, that some bo- you need bodies like the Detroit pass rush room, right? You just need bodies. Lord. You, well, you have three players that are interior <laughs> defensive linemen on your roster, so we, we got some work to do here. The Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of work to do. What is happening? It's the worst. It's what worse. is happening 
in Terabad. Terabad roster. Tempe. Wherever specifically they are. Arizona. Oh, oh, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get traded as well. At some point. I think it'll happen on draft day. This It'll probably happen on day two. Probably before the start of the round would be my guess. Friday during the day. After the dust has settled of the first round, teams that are or maybe wide receiver hungry get an idea on who fell and if they got somebody or not. I mean, you got Yalta Froholt starting at center right now. Corey Clements, your backup running back. James Conner, I didn't think looked particularly good last year. They got McBride and Ertz at tight end, though. So they're good there. We can confidently cross that off the list. Ledbetter, Fotu, Rashad Lawrence, LJ Collier, Manny Jones, Kevin Strong, Eric Banks. It's your defensive lineman. Those are all the defensive linemen on the team. I don't know that I'd necessarily blame you for not signing Zach Allen back on a deal when he got 15 per. No, I would not have come. I wouldn't have offered him half of that. I probably would have been seven, eight. So I'd have been right in the strike zone for half. He had a nice year last year. But he didn't have that nice for year last year. It's the worst defensive personnel in the league. Yeah, this this, this is going to be a nightmare season for the Cardinals. You think Hop, Hop becomes the first Bill to wear number zero? Jeez. I hope so. I hope for you that he does. <laughs> I, we'll see. I we'll hope see. for you that he does. Is he going to play all the games and all, <laughs> all that? Um, Who knows? Um, any parting thoughts? I didn't really say much about that. I, my notes literally say Cardinals defense, worst personnel in the league. I, everything. You need everything. The Rams and Rams and Cardinals, like, what a gift for Seattle. What a right, gift. As the team that's trying to chase down San Francisco and the team that you're, you're – are you going to be the five seed just based off of playing those two teams twice? If you don't win the division, you, I mean, you feel like the four and five is some combination of Seattle and San Francisco. I meant the five, yeah, yeah, or the four. I meant the four, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll. I mean, the NFC, the NFC South winner might not have so great of a record. You know, I don't know, man. You got to be so excited if you're like a, a fan of an okay team in one of those divisions. Like, you got a chance, man, to host a playoff game. Yeah. Safe to say the Cardinals probably don't. No. Have a chance to host a playoff game. That's going to do it for us here today on the show. The NFC Post first wave of free agency biggest remaining needs is in the books. We hope you enjoyed. You can find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. Uh, Appreciate you guys carving time out of your day. Your team's every day here on the Locked On Network, so keep it plugged in every day. Make Locked On NFL your second listen of the day today. Go to Locked On Dolphins. Go to Locked On Bills. Check out all your favorite shows with all your favorite hosts. we got a ton of great talent here on the network, which we are very thankful and happy to be a part of. So make it a great rest of your Wednesday. I'll be back to talk with you all again tomorrow. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.